Well, it's another one. And um, recorded yesterday uh, an episode with uh, with Beth Ann, Beth Alder, both fake names, pseudonyms, fake names, Beth. Um, she doesn't. She's she's becoming a lawyer. She's going to law school. She's moving away to Pennsylvania. She's gonna stop doing comedy in Houston soon. So Tuesday, uh, uh, you know, if you're hearing this, I'm probably gonna release it tonight. Uh, so yeah, if you're a, if you're one of those people who listens to this to figure out uh, you know where to go next, you should go to the Secret Group on Tuesday, July twentieth, to see the Comedy Bathhouse show because uh, I'm gonna have. We have Beth Alder on it, and uh, it'll be one of the last times you can see her in in this uh, in this city of Houston, Texas. So, well, this is a this was a nice conversation. It was just a a fun chat with somebody who's uh, just I I always enjoyed seeing her. I thought she was great from the moment she started stand up, and uh, she's just smart and and beautiful and easy to be around. And we talked about. A number of gross things, but um, it was a it was it was a nice podcast. It was a nice one. It was one of those. Um, um, yeah, I would represent my. I feel like we both represented ourselves uh, fairly well. Hmm. I worry about the way I've represented myself in the past. Uh, mostly the times when I've tried really hard to be funny is, is when I've mistakenly thought that I was being brilliant and have, have done things which I don't know I I, I guess I, I can live with any kind of like sad joke I made that just didn't make anyone laugh but uh, I, like here's a here's a joke that uh, I've been I've been working on lately um, about being born again born again Bob you know what that that's a character I've been doing it was born again Bob um, I love Jesus and I love titties in that order. I'm born again, born again, Bob. I'm different now, reconstructed, reconstituted, reinvented even. Mm. Smokey and the bandwagon. Well, I, those are just words, Bob. Um, male chick mulch under the impression that I am in the possession of an original Matisse. Well, what if I were under the impression that I am in the possession of an original Matisse? I don't know. What kind of character would that be? I bet it'd be better than Born Again Bob. I don't know what's funny. I don't know how to make it in this world. It's a tough, difficult, lonely world, and I'm just lost in it, and I'm not doing anything right. But uh, I'm getting older, and I've already passed my prime, and I've had my chance. And I, I'm, I just keep going because, you know, what else am I going to do? But uh, that's, that's what comedy's all about. Accepting the deluge of bad information and then just pretending like it's funny. And, um, and, and living in the, just standing in your own shit. It's I'm playing and standing in my own shit, and I don't care. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to have a good time. I'm gonna try to make people laugh, even though, you know what? COVID's still happening, and there's death all around us. And there's war. And the prisons. And the, um, you know, de facto slavery. You know, like a immigration crisis of. Uh, you know, water shortages. You know, the ecology is collapsing around the earth. We're we're just seeing nothing but the dismal prospects for the future. And you know, like it's not like the right wing is ever going away. They're they're gonna regroup and then you know, re-narrativize and then uh, and then win an election again. And that's gonna suck. And uh, yeah, so so but I mean. I can't stop anything from happening. I can't even. I can't even help myself, really. I, I, I hardly know how to live my own life. I can't. I can't tell people how to live. I just want to. I just want to make people. Uh, I just want to be a, a distraction from from the horror. I don't want to. I don't want to be a part of the problem. But a few times, I think I have participated. I, I, you know, there, there's some. I don't know. May uh, may I don't know. I I don't trust anybody who says they have no regrets, and I don't trust anybody anyway. So um, 
Yeah, this is a uh, this is a but this was a good podcast. This was fun and and we had a good time uh, talking. Uh, I don't know what 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 came over me. Why did I get so negative? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just uh, uh I'm just here to be a loser. No, I'm here to be an, uh, a friend. And what if your friends are losers? Then you know what do you care? It's that uh, Patrick Modiano book I was reading the um in the cafe of lost youth. It was like, you know, what if nobody's going anywhere? What if they're all a bunch of just, you know, it was 1950s France and, you know, this, this, the, the youth of the time, you know, they, they all wound up uh, not doing too much. They're, they're, they're sitting there reading their books and, 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 and drawing their pictures and writing their poems and reading them to each other and, and nobody cares and it never went anywhere and, and, and nothing really, nothing, nothing came of it, but, uh, but you, the the experience of doing it was important for them in this fictional novel so um so why can't this be important too i don't know it's just a conversation listen to this conversation maybe you'll like it around me bob morrissey and beth alder on the healing club podcast on spotify and apple podcast and chokecast and podcast and loser i don't know I don't know what the platforms are, and I don't think it matters. I don't know if you're hearing this in Estonia. Uh, I don't know. Americans are weird. Uh, this is uh, the Healing Club in Houston, Texas comedy scene. We just talk about. We just we just shoot the shit. Thanks for thanks for listening. Yeah, I'm not feeling too silly today. Okay, so we'll so, be super so let's serious. be very serious. Very serial. Okay. My name is Bob Morrissey. This is Beth. I don't know what your last name I should call you, Beth Ann. Uh, Beth Alder. Beth Alder. Okay, Beth Alder. And uh, this is a... You know, I want to stab myself every time I say the name of my podcast out loud. What's the name of your podcast? The Healing Club. I think I knew that. I just wanted I wanted to hear you say it and see if you're actually going to stab yourself. I probably should. <laughs> I, um, I, I'm... It's half in earnest, but mostly not. I think it's a good name. Um, so, what's like the origin of that? Um, I thought it would be good to have uh, Scotty Peterson offer <laughs> advice on how to live your life. Interesting. When, and I thought it was—I thought it would be a good live show with Scotty Peterson. Mm-hmm. Like, um, instead of the Trey Tuts and interruption, it would be Scotty Peterson sitting there listening to you do your jokes, and then be like, "Here's where you went wrong," and this is why. <laughs> You need to change, and your jokes are obviously a cry for help. And here's what you're, you know. Like, I I think Scotty would be an interesting person to get advice from because you know he's, you know. Yeah. He's he's new paragon of uh, respect. I don't know. Respectability costs money. He doesn't care about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, and, and I I don't either. I'm a disrespectable. I I'm a. I'm a sleaze. I'm a strip club DJ now. I'm a you know just a. I don't look at people look at my life and go ick. It is um I don't know nothing. You want your kids to turn out like nobody wants their kids to turn out like me. Well, I think um not having any sort of like need for the, you know the general capitalist idea of like a good life. Like I think in that that in of itself is respectable. You know to just be like fuck this. This is fake you know uh-huh. like i can live my life how i want to i've always like kind of wished that my parents like had taught me that i could be um like valuable without contributing anything you know like like just be valuable as a person versus like what i can what kind of job i can get or like how much money i can make so whether, whether when you meet people you're you're the dominant one i like to introduce myself as like hi uh you must know who i am i'm a dominant person And you have to like me. I like my reputation preceding me. Mm -hmm. I like walking into places and people going, oh, I'll put you on the right side of the list, Bob. You're great. Wow. Uh, But like, but most of my life, I'm I'm like, you know, service industry, army, uh, cab driver. (laughs) Do what you're told, loser. (laughs) Like, uh, but, you know, in in stand-up, it's the only place I... I experienced the joy of people giving a shit about what I was saying out loud. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, or people 
paying money to listen to me talk is uh mm-hmm. that is a great feeling and i feel that way too like i don't I, I don't well i guess i don't really feel like in my life like that i have a lot of authority or dominance like i think people like actually talk over me a lot or uh you know like don't really notice that i'm there and then you get on stage and someone laughs at you and you're like what like people are listening to me you know i think like i think the first time i ever did like a five minute set that was like the longest anybody has let me talk without like (laughs) interrupting me were you ever the person who contributed in class and like no uh, you ever you ever go to a community college and somebody raises your hand raises their hand and you're like oh shit that person's gonna talk i never that's what kept me out of stand-up was never wanting to be the guy who's raising his hand in community college and saying something that is supposed to be profound but is utterly stupid and uh, (laughs) i know exactly who you're talking about and no i hope at least that i've never been that person because god i listen back at some of my own podcasts and i'm like i was trying so hard to be funny but that wasn't working (laughs) (laughs) god why do i why would i think that i'm funny when i'm not as that's another thing that kept me out of stand-up was like do i really think i'm funny i mean really bob are you really are you i mean like come on like Nobody told you to do stand-up. Nobody, nobody cares. <laughs> and that is why I don't listen to my own stand-up. Oh, you don't listen to your sets? Well, I mean, I do because they say you're supposed to, to you know, make notes and make it better. But I, if it's like old, I'm like, I'm not that, I'm not that person anymore. But I will listen to it like right after a set mm. or a day after the set. But I won't like come back to old sets. You're not going to listen to stuff from five years ago? God, no. Like, oh. I don't even know that girl anymore. <laughs> like she's dead. No, I mean, I, I think that I, I think that, but then I, I, I read my old diaries. I've done a recent podcast. I just <clears throat> picked up a diary from when I was the, written when I was 19 oh my gosh. and read it out loud just, just to, without even like hey, looking over it first. What was that like? Hmm. I don't know. It was like, I thought I was a straight guy, which is pretty funny. Oh, wow. But, um. I wasn't, and I, but I was, I was a, I was the same exact person, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it came out like, oh, that's, that's me, those are my words, and this is how I felt about my family, and, or, um, it, it, it was not a complete record, though. Like, yeah. No, no stand-up set, or no diary entry is really, like, like a yeah. full artifact, it's just a primary source that it's yeah. a little bit of a glimpse of light into what the past was but like, yeah it's like a little snippet yeah you know. yeah but i was i was obsessed with saving stuff for yeah well there is, i also uh, it's the only diary that i have from when i was 19 and i was talking about this with kyle clinton a guy that i was hanging out with who last night about how i think since i was 17 or since i um I, I I attempted suicide a lot in my last year of high school, and I was in a psychiatric hospital a lot. And then they told me to write everything all the time. And then the, getting out of the they they would have me write pages and pages of diary entries every day, and then they would destroy them. Oh, wow. And um and I was like, can I keep them? And they're like, no. And then I and then then I started writing all the time after I got out. And I I've been carrying a notebook around in my hand every time I go anywhere as a mm-hmm. social person since I was like seventeen, which. I think is a little bit of a people think it's annoying to be <laughs> surrounded by to have the guy who writes things down like like hanging out like 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 they're like oh is it what are you what are you saying about me uh usually uh, you said what let me take a note that's why i started drawing was like no i'm just drawing a cat (laughs) hey mom you got there just just drawing a shitty drawing it's just cat it's just a social uh you know uh safety blanket for me to to be able to do that but um i i was more I would I would get I was a compulsive diarist and writing all the time and um and then this the journals piled up and then when I got out of the army I kept all of my diaries and everything all together and then and then um I I was at my mom's house and uh before I moved to Texas I left uh, Illinois with only like two bags on a Greyhound bus to go work as a cab driver in Texas and um, I couldn't take everything I owned with me mm-hmm. but I took the most important things I thought and I saved like some like only one of my diaries from when I was 19 did I save 
but like I asked my mom to save all the diaries and she didn't and uh oh man I came back a few months later and they were all gone but it, it was kind of like you know um wow that would so did that piss you off I yes. mean that's like, like uh, <laughs> no it was fine it's like just very it. important moments <laughs> of my life all of my thoughts for like years man but wow. but there's something really um it's good to be able to throw things away even things that you consider irreplaceable or sentimental don't get addicted to nostalgia yeah don't be a hoarder don't yeah. be a you know i think that's where my mom's coming from mm-hmm. and um and the juvenilia yeah it might, might be kind of cool to look at every once in a while but I, I i did save enough of it to have that full experience of yeah oh this is my little uh you know misguided confused uh i don't know but i'm probably I don't know. I was looking through old uh, photographs of when I was in the army too, and like like my deployment in Iraq last night with uh, Greg was over. My my ex Greg Deal was over, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I just I was, I was okay. I smoked a little pot. Oh, sometimes I do that. Sometimes Can you I, say that? Sometimes okay. I do pot. Sometimes I do pot. And uh, that's as far as I go. But uh, right, <laughs> like I yeah. I can't handle cocaine. It makes me like. Uh, want to commit suicide so I, i'll never do cocaine again any white powder drug i'll never do anything right. that's a pill no I, flour, i'm afraid of no sugar. yeah i'm afraid of like <laughs> vape marijuana too yeah i uh that's but, there's been so much weird stuff about the vaping like the the popcorn lung that they're talking uh, about not, wait it's not called popcorn lung that's something else that sounds terrible but, yeah that's diacetyl uh, you go to the movie theaters there's diacetyl in that weird in um, the pop like the in the popcorn butter yes the popcorn butter is just pure poison yeah well it won't hurt you for eating it but like if you're the if you smoke it yes if you (laughs) smoke it you'll get diacetyl in your lungs and it'll cause some kind of lung damage oh i don't know why i know that well i've i wonder if kids try to get high doing that now like i used to grind up banana peels and think it was going to be like what "Mm." wasn't banana peels that gets you high that's uh it was like an urban legend where like if you dry out banana peels and then grind them up uh, and like it spent a, my friend brian garrity spent like a week making <laughs> banana peel weed wow and it was stupid and nobody got high and it was just like a dumb thing to do so like n- no high at all no, no man this is disappointing yeah one time i uh i i looked at my bowl i was gonna go smoke it but i was like oh, i don't have any weed in this bowl and i, I realized like it wasn't weed it was just like one of those big roach eggs, you know, like a roach had laid an egg in my bowl and I was oh about to smoke a fucking r- literal God. roach egg. And then I was like, so grossed out. That's horrible. <laughs> when you said roach, I was like, oh, he left a roach in his no, bowl. No, no, a little. I was like, well, you can still. And then you're like a roach egg. And I was like, ah, oh, no. God, that's horrible. I didn't do it, though. I- I, but uh, that I did have dreams about like smoking roach eggs and then like coughing roach eggs and oh, coughing God. roaches. Like they lay like, eggs yeah. in your lungs and they fly out of your mouth. Yeah, oh, like man. you get hit in the stomach in a fight at a bar and you're just like roaches come flying out of your mouth and like That'd be cool all the ladies are screaming and like. <laughs> <laughs> man, that would have been traumatic. Yeah. That'd be a good scene in a movie, though. That would be that cool. Would. Like a horror movie? I yeah. I think if someone's listening to this, we Yeah, hit some guy in the stomach with a baseball bat and yeah. then have him cough up roaches. And that would right. actually be an easy thing to, like, uh, film for not that much money. Right. And uh, yeah. But it would be scarier than any kind of gore. Exactly. <laughs> and he gets the roaches in his body from smoking roach eggs. Yeah. Out of a bowl. That, that yep. could be, uh, that'd be cool to see somebody like that. Uh, yeah. Halloween 3. Right. Season of the Witch, you know, with the little masks. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? No. Okay. Oh, like uh, this evil company, like takes little shards of uh, they stole Stonehenge, and then they um then they chipped off little st- shards of Stonehenge, and then they uh, put them in the every mask that they sold throughout the United States to like to kids, and then they had like a like the the Stonehenge uh, particles would communicate with the TV image when the commercial's playing and if the kid's wearing the mask then their head melts and turns into roaches and snakes oh my god and uh and so you know by the end of the night he's killed like uh, uh spoiler alert the mask thing that the plot is uh is not uh, stopped and all the kids in america wow are, are watching tv and their heads turned into uh their heads melt and turn into is roaches that, and snakes is that what our parents meant when they're like oh the tv is gonna it'll rot your brain it'll rot your brain <laughs> yeah, and the like, maker of the mask was like i think i can work with that yeah I yeah that sounds it. cool <laughs> <laughs> the stonehenge is an interesting twist yeah <laughs> <It's> like, 
also like all the people working for him are actual they're robots they're not real they're like he has like an army of androids wow working to um make these masks that are gonna just uh, um kill all the kids in america what's the point of that just to be cruel just to be scary yeah, yeah. Just, like, i just want to do this right <laughs> it's like, I mean, oh. like the like the people making this movie like somebody had to be like i think we're reaching here i think <laughs> nobody like, would like do this just to not get away with it <laughs> i think we've made be the most hated man in history i think we're running out of like movie plots i think we should stop uh, it'd be kind of cool to have that distinction though be like i did it and i don't care fuck you and you're dead kids yeah. <laughs> i'd be a good villain you, yeah that was a good that was, thanks i got chills yeah yeah um, <laughs> i'm a pretty mean person and a, a, i've got a cruelty streak i can see that uh, yeah yeah army thing yeah that's why i joined the army was to kill people yeah yeah that's how they recruit you they're like we can give you an education also you can shoot people and because like whoa, 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 whoa back up mm. what was the second thing you said so when I went to pick my MOS, which I that? don't remember what that stands oh, for, okay. but it's like my job in the army it was uh-huh. thirteen Bravo. Wow, um, that sounds cool. I think cool. it's like method of service or some shit or mode of you know I don't know, but um, thirteen Bravo is field artillery, and I picked it because it wasn't infantry, which was the other thing that gave a sign-on bonus, and I knew infantry would be really hard. I knew infantry would be the worst work. Is that where you're like? I, I don't know. Is that when you're like in the battlefield or whatever? Yeah, foot soldier. Foot soldier. Yeah, a new video yeah. game. So I was like, oh, I don't yeah, want to yeah. be the guy who's like, when the when the hero in the video game is spraying everybody with the machine gun. Like, <laughs> I don't no, want to no, be no, one no. of the first ones to fall. Right. I've played Call of, Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I know like, how this um, ends. But uh, yeah, I, I I did field artillery, and the guy telling me to sign up for field artillery he was like, it's the job where you kill the most people. That was his pitch. Yes. I thought we were kidding. No, oh, no, not a joke at all. Man, you get to kill the most people. <laughs> wow, but also you're like you're at the higher highest risk of dying. But no, 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 you kill them from afar. Oh, and you get to and you watch them explode from far away. Wow, so you get to kill the most people, and nobody's gonna kill you. Like what is isn't that awesome? What is PTSD? I don't even uh, know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> man. Wow, yeah. So, so are you gonna do it? Uh, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When people say hua in earnest. Is that an army thing too? Yeah, that's uh, not just an Al Pacino scent of a woman thing. Oh, yeah. a scent of a woman? A movie. Oh, okay. Scent right, of right. a woman? Man, I'm like missing all your references okay. right now. Well, it's from like 1991. And what, were you not even alive then? I was not alive then. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. But there's a, a famous movie where he's blind and he's always like, Charlie! And then he's like, hua! He says hua a lot. Oh, man. So to, he... to this guy named Charlie. Who, uh-huh. I don't know. Um, that was a great Al Pacino, don't you think? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Thank you. Without even seeing the movie, I could tell. Oh, yeah. Right. Is that like the noise he makes when he like smells like Hoo-ah. a woman? Got it. I'm yeah. Start, I'm start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> nice lady you got there. Mm. Um. Yeah. I um. I don't know where this podcast is going. Or I just came to be silly. But uh, yeah, I came from an artist talk. I yeah. Did, I did. I did something productive today. How was that? A little bit. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, you want to hear the notes from the artist talk that I'd I love took? to. Okay. I went to see Chris Cassio speak about his uh, obsessions and compulsions. Oh, wow. And uh, and I wrote down his experiments in abstraction and color. And, uh, you know, the uh, conflict between intention and design and allowing accidents to happen and be a part of the creative process, but also controlled accidents, which is an oxymoron. I don't know. Yeah, that is controlled accidents. Yeah, but that's what I think stand-up is. It's a little bit of like you set the stage for um improvisation within boundaries right yeah set up like a like a plan Mm -hmm. but you can't go strictly according to plan and feel spontaneous yeah that makes sense so yeah so i think i could i could have learned from that because when somebody throws me off of my set i'm just like i just want to get off the stage like yeah i feel so uncomfortable not knowing exactly like where my set is going um, so that's always been hard for me is improvising. Yeah. I see people that do that all the time where it's like, oh, this is a good set. You're, you have a good, your jokes are good. You're just saying them. 
Yeah. <laughs> You're not tough. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I got worse at comedy the more I did it because you get you get tired of your own jokes. Like, you get bored of telling them. And then, like, people can tell when you're reciting a joke instead of telling yeah. a joke. But then they're like, oh, well, at least she tells jokes. And she doesn't <laughs> just go up there and flail and yeah. pretend to be full of joy. Like, there are days when I'm not full of joy, but it's a good thing I have jokes. Right. I can I tell think, them and I'm yeah. like... Thank God I can just tell a joke instead of talk today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like today, for example. I don't know. It was a, yeah, but yeah, oh, so intuition based on a loose plan. I was saying yeah. that's that's uh, my painting drawing mm-hmm. process is similar to that. And that's what he was talking about with his his pro, his mm-hmm. uh, content making process was uh, you know, intuition guided by a loose plan. Yeah. Um. I guess that's the way to make them. Uh, although uh, I I like things that are like tight and like my favorite comedians always know what they're doing. They're not just like uh, yes. asking yeah. for help. Right. Uh, it's not like an act like they, I don't know how to describe it. It's like they direct the audience very well. Like even, the, even though they're like doing crowd work, like they're still steering the conversation to like a direction where they can like hit a punchline. And that to me is pretty impressive. Yeah. It's the ability to say something really funny mm-hmm. feels like a magic trick when somebody just does it without any plan. Yes. It's right. like magic. Yeah. I don't have that magic. Yeah. I, I, I'm good at planning. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assiduous. Assiduous? Uh-huh. Okay, that's an SAT I'm word. I'm a studier. Oh, assiduous. <laughs> yeah. I'm going I'm to try to use that today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're, you're in law school now, huh? Um, I have not started yet. The classes start in August, so pretty soon. We've got about four weeks, I think. Mm. This is in Chicago? Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Uh, I know. Where in Pe- uh, Philadelphia? Uh, in buttfuck nowhere, Pennsylvania. Oh, Carlisle or something? Uh, it's in, um, it's in, yeah, Carlisle. It's in State College, Pennsylvania. It's so like right in the middle of the state. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that, that, that should be... And, and and is your partner moving with you? Yes. And uh, the four pets are coming with us. Oh, so wow. It's going to be a big move. That's cool. Yeah. Is she going to continue with their music? and? Uh, you know, I think so. I am, If I'm being totally honest, I don't know what kind of um, scene they got scene, there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's a college town, so I'm sure there will be people who play music and, like, make music, but it's going to be kind of like a, you know, small area. So I think... Or my hope is that she'll be able to make friends in, like, Philadelphia and New York and Pittsburgh where they, they do actually have a music scene and then maybe commute there. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, a lot of the music, it, most things are, are uh, now you make your content at home and you put it on yeah. video and, and it's, you share things via the internet rather than live performance. Right. That's true. And uh, Yeah. So she could still do that. She could. It's and, like the Skype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> music or something like that that does not work for comedy no did anyone ask you to do one of those like skype stand-up shows or um, zoom stand-up I did shows who's uh talking shit program oh yeah i did that too and then uh, i was supposed to be on some zoom show but then i was not on the flyer when i when the flyer came out so i was like Phew. oh thank god <laughs> i didn't even want to oh, do they it forgot, they got, i'm glad he forgot about me <laughs> <laughs> like, Man. I did not seek out any. I was like, I'm not. I'm like, that just the second people started doing that, I was like, no, absolutely yeah. not. That sounds horrible. That's how I do. It was like I'm recording my special, and you do like a 45 minute special like, with Whoa. no with no audience. Yeah, so I was like, oh god. Oh my god. That see that sounds like torture because so much <laughs> of comedy is like getting feedback from people. So you're just like talking and telling jokes with no like no audience interaction. Like I that felt sounds horrible to me yeah like i'm the, sweating uh, just thinking about telling it. telling jokes out of context if somebody at, at a bar asks me to tell a joke or yeah like one of the dancers the other day asked me oh you do stand up what's one of your jokes and i was like oh god oh no, <laughs> no. can't answer that question what are you gonna give me a drink ticket for it oh, <laughs> oh. but uh you know like I wanted to say something, but I was like, my, my, I was like, okay, I could say this, but it'll definitely bomb to her. And it's not, but I was going to say something about like anti-gay Snickers commercial. What? So what's that would be like, uh, uh, 
oh man, uh, he's not gay. He's just confused. <laughs> Take him to church. You're not you when you're hungry. Oh my God. Don't suck dicks. Eat a Snickers. <laughs> eat a Snickers. They call Packed it. with dicks. Peanuts. <laughs> don't eat dicks. I don't know. Um, how badly would that have bombed? If, if I just, like, I don't You're know. not you when you're hungry. <laughs> eat Snickers. It almost kind of looks like a dick, too. Like, yeah. Somebody said something online about how, like, Snickers are gay, like, because they have, like, a, like, a, like, veins in them. Like, they look, yeah. like, they, they kind of look like they a dick. They do look like, uh, I don't know, baby black cocks. Yeah. <laughs> Not big black cocks, but baby black You cocks. lost me at baby. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, uh, the, 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 turning everything into a dick is a bad habit, though. Right. Yeah, making everything a, about dicks. I kind of think that like all of human history is sort of based on making things into dicks, though. Mm, pyramids. Pyramids. And, uh, Obelisks. Obelisks, yeah, yeah. Wow. At least the conspiracy theorists will tell us <laughs> yeah. that it's supposed to be phallic. And uh, I believe it. I don't know. No, Washington Monument. Yeah, dick. Um, Big old dick. Yeah. Every tree is a dick. Every tree. Yeah. Because even God was like, I like some, dicks. Put some more dicks in this <laughs> ground. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, vaginas are everywhere too, if you think about it. Right. Every hole is a vagina. Right. Every hole is a vagina and every... Tree is a dick. Every tree is a dick. And every... Um, guy, I don't know. Is there Ooh. anything God might be kind of a pervert? <laughs> oh, I, I I love my body, I guess. I don't know. I worked <laughs> out today. <laughs> I don't think I've worked out in like a, year, like a year. Yeah? It's horrible. I feel horrible. Oh. But you're still so stunningly beautiful. Oh what my the God, fuck? stop. How does it happen? <laughs> you oh, do man. no work, but you get all the results. Oh. Yeah, I I think I've always hated working out. Like, it's never, like, I I was an athlete in high school. I did, like, swim team and all that stuff. And then the second I didn't have to work out anymore, like, nobody was, like, forcing me to do it. I was just like, thank God. Like, oh. I just yeah. love music, and it's, it's nice to spend a little time listening to music mm-hmm. and uh like I, I worked out to Avril Lavigne's skater boy today no you didn't wow yeah, yeah, was, was, what what machine or... for her. <laughs> <laughs> what what exercise were you doing to Avril Lavigne's skater boy I was doing like sprawls and lunges and jumping jacks sit-ups and, mm-hmm. you know uh, push-ups and uh man burpees and things like that you know like uh squats I've, I've never done a full burpee oh you have in gym class you never no they made us do it i could just four count never burpees. do it like <laughs> I, I think my like arms are not like long enough for mm. my legs or something like i can't put both hands down on the ground and then like kick my feet out or i will fall on my face oh. i can't touch my toes i i, I stretch and stuff but like yeah i, I i've always had like legs longer than my upper body so how do you do a burp? Do you like... No, it's just like you get down on the floor, do a push-up, and then you like bring your legs up and stand up. Oh. See, how they would make us do it is like we would be standing up, and then you would drop down to the... You put your hands on the floor, like kick your legs out behind you, do a push-up, mm. and then bring your legs back in, and then do like the jump up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just like can't in one motion mm. put my hands on the ground and then kick my feet up. Like It's, it's all the butt exercises are the ones that... Uh, yeah. You realize are, are the ones that make you sweat. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can, uh, my, um, the ass is the center of the body. Right. The ass is the center of the universe. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's Uranus. Yeah. It's not the sun. It's Uranus. Mm-hmm. It's the center of the universe. What if you were named inward, but you had hippie parents and they wanted to like have you search inward? Oh my God. They but named the, you inward. <laughs> and you're named inward. And every and you're hi, my name's N word, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate my parents. Name me N word. They're hippies, but they're misguided. Man. Um, would that be racist? Would it be no? Because they're not saying they're saying N word. They're not. Oh yeah, yeah so. and it's okay to say that. Well, I. Uh, <laughs> it's you're looking in word. <laughs> in word. Word. Yeah. Um. I I worry about being a racist. Yeah. I think we all do. 
I think we all do. I think, I think, you know, like just being raised in the culture that we were raised in, that is like inherently racist. Like it's like inevitable that you're going to be racist, like on accident, you know? And I don't, I think what I worry about more is like, am I like doing enough to correct that or am I perpetuating? Yeah, exactly. Evil. Yeah. 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 Ah, Domination. I, I was, any time you feel like an interaction has to be like a win lose zero yeah. sum contest between like the weak and the strong and i always want to come out the strong mm-hmm. i hate that aspect of the comp- competitive like what i said was funny what you said was bullshit and i am the winner mm-hmm. you know fucking like i i hate uh comedy is is a lot of like chest yeah. puffing braggadocious losers that that's exactly what it is <laughs> you're just like you get off stage and someone's like hey great set let me give you some advice and you're like shut up <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah let me give you some tags i used to work in an olive garden <laughs> <laughs> i was the funniest guy at the olive garden Trust yeah. me. But, oh and then when you're a woman they're like kiss me <laughs> <laughs> i was the funniest guy at the olive garden kiss me let's make out yeah there's, do some guys like uh, come on strong in the stand-up scene? Um, yeah. Well, I think everybody knows that I'm gay, so I don't think I actually like get hit on. I mean, maybe or maybe I'm ugly. I don't know. I don't get hit on a lot in the comedy scene. Um, you're also pretty intimidating, and like people don't want to be thought of as a like like you're funnier than people, so they're like, oh, oh that's, um, that's so I don't sweet. want her to think I'm a <laughs> dumbass. That's very sweet. Thank you. Oh, oh. Um, I do. I do know that there are some comics that like I get vibes from, but I don't think that they're like they're, they don't come on super strong, which is great because I've heard things from other people <laughs> about comedy being, you know, kind of a, an uncomfortable scene at times. Yeah, I'll never know what it's like to be a woman in comedy. Uh, like, uh, yeah, Greg always makes this point when we're hanging out. It's like you, you think you know what these guys are like because you talk to them as a guy to a guy. But you don't know what they're like when they talk to women, right? Because uh, it's totally different. Oh, even though is, you're yeah. a gay man, like right. I guess know. by that point, I don't really know what they're like when they're talking to guys, men. Guys yeah. to guys. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what women are like when they're ladies, ladies to ladies. But the mm-hmm. oh, I've grew up with sisters. And, yeah, uh, I think I, you got a pretty good. I observe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, the uh, the guy the um. Uh, a friend uh, I was hanging out with yesterday. Um, she, I was I was trying to be nice, but she was asking me about my job, and I was like, "Well, you could do it. You could be a stripper." And I wasn't like trying to recruit her into <laughs> doing it. But then I was like, "Well, maybe I literally almost did." And <laughs> well, it was a compliment. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You could be a stripper. Yeah. You could do stand up. You could be a stripper. Right. You're pretty. And then she's just like, I had three kids and I nursed them all. And my boobs are all droopy boobs. And I'm like, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter. Good it's a market boobs. for everyone as long as you're proud of what you're selling. Right. Mom tits are so hot right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, I'm never going to have kids. Are you, are you, are you, are kids part of your plan? I don't know. I so for the longest time I hated the idea of having children. Like I would just like so aggressively talk shit on people with kids because like I thought kids were like the worst idea in the world. And then um everyone was like, Oh, get older and then blah 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 and then that happened. Like I am twenty seven now and I think like your body is screaming your for... ovaries trick you. It's so yeah. stupid. And and it I think it's like the idea that someday you'll actually be too old to physically do it so like now it's like now that you can't have it now you want it so yeah. anyway that's a long answer to say maybe <laughs> yeah i don't know i just remember that horrible feeling and i'll be honest you know i'm turning 42 at the end of the month mm-hmm. and i've had some problems that typical people at my age would have had so like the first time it ever happened where like my uh my dick didn't get hard when i wanted it to when i was with a guy mm-hmm I felt like so old, like something so important was taken away from me. And I was like, I couldn't, uh, how am I going to live tomorrow knowing that I'm just so reduced? Yeah. Such a, you know, <laughs> such a, I, I, um, 
what am I going to have to depend on pills for the rest of my life? Oh, well, maybe that wouldn't be that bad, but I don't know. It's like, it's just one aspect of your life, but it's like somehow like so important and like, so yeah. I'm like, uh, but, uh, but then it just, whatever, like, I, I'm thinking like, uh, like, like menopause must be scary for a woman. Like, like to, to be like, my body's dead. (laughs) It's it doesn't regenerate. It's it's not capable of, of making of repopulating the earth anymore. Yeah. And and I'm just I'm just waiting to be buried. Right. Just I'm, <laughs> I'm fifty. I'm done. Yeah. Hey, put me out to pasture. Yeah. No. I would hope that by the time I'm fifty, like I just don't care anymore. That would be cool. I want to get to the age where I just like don't give a fuck. Cause right now I care about everything too much and it's exhausting. Like, I had this boss who was like. 60 and she would just like chain smoke like virginia slims like basically in the office like she would just like poke her head out the door and just like smoke and she'd be like one day you'll get old and you won't give a fuck and i was like that sounds awesome oh yeah oh but you, you don't want to go through the process like, right you I just want to have there. the result yeah I think without it, the heartbreak exactly <laughs> i think if i take enough psychiatric medication at one point uh, i just won't feel I can just avoid all conflict <laughs> yes oh that <laughs> sounds can, so nice can, yeah yeah cool i'm um yeah giving up on a have you ever have you ever loved somebody you didn't love you back and then you just had to move on um so i one thing about me is like I'm horrified of rejection and I would never ever put myself in a situation <laughs> where I doubted that it would work out. So, no. I mean, I have been ghosted uh-huh. like in brief dating Tinder relationships, but I've never been in like a um, like a long-term committed like – You've never felt Cupid's arrow and yeah. then gone, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I think like not not because it's – you know, not because I'm so lovable and, like, everybody, like, how could you not love me? Not like that, just because I would just never, like, put myself out there enough to be rejected. Oh, I I don't uh, have, like, if I feel that I don't have any choice, I'm like, I'm putting myself out because I don't have any choice. Yeah. It, this, this it, it, it already happened. I can't just unlove somebody. Yeah. And then, you know, but you can't force anybody to love you if they don't. And that's, that's like, well supposed to do with this fucking like yeah this whole <laughs> like, all these useless feelings yeah yeah so how do you deal with that like if you oh not well no <laughs> you're doing great what do you mean <laughs> i don't know I'm so i guess what is it about like that scenario that like you fall in love without really trying to like is it like a very like quick sudden thing or oh, like there's something if about you just them? It, it, it's 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 something that just passes in an instant like i i i, I think like uh the feeling of love is unmistakable once you mm-hmm. have it right and um it doesn't happen like every day yeah and um mm-hmm. you know and, and i have i've only felt it a couple times between different people in my life mm-hmm. and, and then i've i've had the there's the kind of love that you can like, well, I'll, I'll build it into love. Yeah. I can make it work. <laughs> I can, I can turn this into a love. Right. It's like when you're making a cake and you don't have any eggs, but you can like put bananas in it or something. You're like, this will, this will work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll still uh, be a cake. I've had that, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. And that, that's more uh, durable and long lasting and predictable and actually realistic and pragmatic. Mm-hmm. But then there's the like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's that other thing, like the, the like... passionate thing where you're like, "This will never work." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Damn. Well, but now I'm just like, I don't deserve anything ever again. Oh, I'm a. Why would you say that? Because I've already had my cake. <laughs> you can't <laughs> eat it too. <laughs> <laughs> I've done. I've done my life, and uh, you know, like, yeah, like getting older now. It's like, well. Mm-hmm. you know it's it's whatever's done is, is like yeah well maybe you're just getting to the point where, where you will find like the more durable thing mm. um but that you actually love them you know oh yeah yeah i mean, I mean the, the other thing's actual love too once you build uh, yes yeah it is actually and i've you know i've had both where it's like super passionate like 
well I guess I really haven't had that where you just like feel so like like it just feels right at first um and I don't I mean I've had good relationships and I've been in love and I am in love um but I do like think love is something man I'm like I don't know what I'm talking about anymore I do think that love is something that like you like actively choose to do every day you know like you can't kind of expect it to be like fireworks all the time like you kind of have to like have that you have that foundation where you do like you are you have passion you do fall in love but then to keep that as a relationship you have to like constantly like compromise and listen and work on it and that's I'm saying that because I'm a lesbian and I'm I'm thinking it I'm thinking (laughs) of it in terms of the Tina Turner song simply the best oh yeah you know like you're you're just you know like yeah the way you think and reflect we're like you you know every everything you every word out of your mouth they hang on your every word Mm -hmm. that's that's what it means to me you're better than all the rest you're everyone that I ever wanted and whatever you are it's perfect (laughs) and uh, there's no need for you know like all 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 I see is you man uh, and I, I don't think anybody's tr- well I think I have been that for people do you I've think- been that a couple times but it's mm-hmm. never I'm like well you're only seeing that because that's what you want to see you don't really see me you're yeah. only seeing that yeah and uh, it's a it's a song right? right it's not that's not what life really is right it's a Tina Turner song right Tina Turner sounds like life but yeah. it's not it's not yeah. <laughs> it's a great song though but, yeah you know. <laughs> So do you think that you've found that person, like, or met that person? Oh, yeah. 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 Do, yeah. You, do you think that there's only, like, one person no, like that? No, I think they're everywhere, but I can only, like, but, like, um, or they could, there's, po- I would say the person that I'm looking for is, well, I can hook up with anyone, or, you know, like, uh, say there's like a hundred potential partners. I could probably hook up with like about fifteen mm-hmm. of the hundred and be like, Man, I'm pretty happy with that. But then I would <laughs> stay with uh, maybe three or four, uh-huh. and like have have like a lifetime right. commitment to maybe three or four out of that hundred potential. But then there's maybe one out of a uh, couple thousand. Right. Yeah. There's a fraction of the one. Yeah. That that would that would feel like a Tina Turner song, passion passion yes. yeah but yeah so like a polyamorous kind of tina turner song yeah. <laughs> yeah the passion only lasts for one night and then you just look at them the next day and you're like oh, i was fooled yeah and... it's like when you're hungry and you like eat so till you're full and then like while you're eating you're like oh my god that was so good like that was the best yeah. meal ever and you then go to like, eat it tomorrow and you're like Ew, what the like why yeah <laughs> I, yeah, I've I've uh, I've been through this soul, but like, I've also never been sought after for material reasons because I've never had any money at mm-hmm. all. So if I got rich, then I would see a whole different side of life, and people would be like, "I love you, I love you." When I was like, "I know you only care about my money," right? But yeah, oh. that'd be nice. I could accept that. Really, really? Yeah. I think if I were like so rich, I. <laughs> would never trust anyone which is weird because like i feel like being rich should make you like more generous and i think it's usually the opposite because rich people are always like assuming that everyone's just after their money mm. um yeah that would be cool though to be rich yeah yeah to be yeah. like uh, all right i don't have, i don't have to be pretty but uh but i do got something you want yeah and it's not this but it's something more important and i'm, I'm making i was going not this pointing at my body more important making the like hand gesture yeah, for like rubbing, cash yeah, rubbing yeah. cash together for all the cash cash is king yes yeah I, w- I want the money yes yeah they say it can't buy happiness but yeah. it can help like it's not <laughs> not gonna make you unhappy <laughs> yeah yeah money is only gonna help yeah most situations yeah. <laughs> money is only gonna put some distance between you and your enemies and right. make you new friends who can also destroy your enemies exactly and also you can buy me- medical insurance that'd be you know, yeah, can't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> By respect, dignity, power, freedom with money. That's mm. what money is. It's all those things. Yeah. All of that money, the money, money, money. I don't know. What's a money song? Money is the motive. All that money. Yep, that money one. Money is the motive. It's like, you don't get that money, money, money. No matter, don't. 
find if you dance on a pole <laughs> that'll is, make you a is whole. this one song oh, no. just like, like a weird mashup never played that pink floyd money song i don't know what song you're talking about money oh that one yeah now i gotcha (laughs) yeah well what's what's your favorite song these days oh i don't know uh you go first um well i already said tina turner simply the best yeah and um I guess I would say um, Britney Spears' Circus. Yeah. Uh, or maybe um, John Carpenter's Starman theme song. I don't know that one. Well, uh, or the Halloween theme song. Oh, okay. Yeah, for, uh, back to that movie Halloween. I'm, I would say the Halloween theme song. I'm just going to interject and say that it was like first two were very gay like options. <laughs> I was expecting you to be like also like Lady Gaga. <laughs> Perfume genius. <laughs> um, I am blanking completely. Like, I do like music and I listen to it all the time. Um, but lately, I think I've just been so stressed out um, with my life that I listen to, like, only white noise right now. Like, I, like I want my feelings to feel, like, room temperature. So law books and white noise. Law books and white noise. Very depressing. Yeah. Also, just a new way of looking at the world. Like, like you're not the. Uh, it's it's focus rather than distraction. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do that. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I spent my whole life like being so unfocused and just like anxious, um, and then I finally like went to therapy and like took Lexapro and I like just shut off all of those like like racing thoughts and i was like this is nice like i can actually like do stuff now and you don't feel as creative though or i i think those racing thoughts are that's my whole creativity yeah you know i do think maybe like it it did have its upsides um Mm. but also a lot of downsides so i don't know maybe it's just the balance yeah well you ever have attempted spirituality just completely backfire and like just be nothing or, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking like attempted spirituality gone wrong. I was thinking of a, like that as a con like of, of like uh, I worked at the at this at this restaurant that had like a cookie store above it that was like you know that the two places were owned by the same uh, and then in the same what no no whatever <laughs> but uh, the 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 woman who was the hippy dippy manager of the uh, the cookie store was so peaceful and. So generative and so giving and so understanding and mm-hmm. just every influence, just accept it, just accept the whole world, yeah, just have it all, yeah. And then, like, just talking to her became so awful, you yeah. Know? Um, and and so I'm more of a person who's just like, cut the fat, and, you know, right. shut up with your bullshit. I'm I'm like, like I don't want to hear it. Talk about yeah. something, you know, yeah. Like, like nothing makes you mad. Like you're just cool with everything. Yeah, and I love complaining, but yeah. I don't like complainers. Isn't that the man that paradox? Yeah, I think that just means you hate yourself. Oh, oh, oh that hurt. Sorry, that was me. Damn. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. But complaining is a fun. That's that's half of stand up is just. You didn't hear about this shit? <laughs> what the fuck is that? You're like, and another thing. Like, you ever notice how life sucks? Like, yeah. Like, what's up with women? Oh, I hate it. My wife. Yeah, my sucks. Wife. Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Damn it. She won't fuck me either. I don't know. God damn it. What am I? I'm hot. Clearly, all of this is someone else's fault. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I that is. Uh. I, I like stand-up stories where the person is yelling about like the time when somebody thought they were wrong, but they were right. What? That's the gist of the story. You're just listening to somebody scream and you're laughing along because, like, every thought they were wrong, turns out they were right the whole time. And it's like, ah, man, I'm on her side now. I'm on his side. I want, I want, I want to see victory matter. Or maybe I'm thinking of Trey Tutson's joke where he, um, where the, uh, where he's pulled over by the police, Mm -hmm. and then, um, he, on the ticket, the the, the cop wrote the n-word but like spelled it out what? like 
And uh, I don't think I've heard this joke. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> and then they and then the judge read out like what the cop wrote and the description. And <laughs> did that? And then then his, his his case was thrown out. Oh, thank god! Like, but like but so that was a story of uh, the the cop was a real asshole to me and <laughs> called me an N word. And, uh, and then, but then the judge, uh, you know, read out like what the cop did and everybody thought it was funny and, uh, like I, I'm getting the story totally wrong, but like, it is one of those, like audiences like to hear you tell stories like that, where you're yeah. like, I was on a little trouble cause I was just doing the right thing. And yeah. Somebody pinned his bullshit on me and then I turned it around and I got away and they didn't. So fuck yeah. Justice. Isn't that like, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to have stories like that? Other than like. I don't think I have. Any. Well, what if what if the cop just really hated the judge and he wanted to have to have the judge like read out loud in public court? The N-word. Yeah. Little, little pranks where you get somebody to say the N-word. Like. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very long-winded <laughs> yeah. joke. Like you had to pull over a guy yeah. and like write it down on a ticket yeah. and then like he had to get scheduled a court date like maybe a month in the future. Yeah. And then and you involve some random dude who's right. Uh, you make him, you know, yeah, really inconvenience him. <laughs> yeah. And then that guy has to go to court and then the cop has to, you know, come to court. Otherwise the tickets dismissed. And then the judge has to read it out loud to the court reporter, uh, man. But I, I don't think the cop showed up because that would have been embarrassing to be like the yeah. guy who wrote the ticket. And, uh, said, uh, I don't know. I, I got the story totally wrong. I should have Trey Tutson yeah, on the podcast. I want to hear the story. story. It's, yeah, it's, but, uh, I wasn't there, but my version of events was that the judge or had a, a beef with the cop, and the cop wanted to make the judge say the N word. But on your truth journey, do you think you're going to wind up uh, in the driver's seat, victorious, being celebrated, going ha ha ha? Everybody, I'm like, look at my life, I did it. Or is is your life going to end sour, sad, bitter, depressed, alone, and um, forgotten? God damn. I don't think either. I, yeah. I, I don't think. I don't think. Any, I think I'm just gonna quietly pass away, okay. <laughs> surrounded by like people who love you or people who are just jealous of you. I want to be. I want to be like, uh, like while I'm dying, like, I want to have a bunch of jealous people going like, like, oh, I'm like I'm fighting over my dead. legacy, right? Like, <laughs> and like the scraps, and I'll be like, fuck you all. <laughs> be like, I, I, like, I, I left you nothing. Donated it to charity, <laughs> bitches. Or like some useless charity, like a turtle reservation. Like, you're like why, Grandpa? I yeah, I think I will live a very... <laughs> this is depressing. I'm just such a boring <laughs> person. I think I'll live a very average life, and um, people will be there when I die, and then they will move on. And okay. that's, yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I, I, I just want to get shot out of a cannon. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, and, you know, after well, before I die, I want to die that way. Yeah, like, and are you gonna be alive in the cannon at first and before first. I'm shot out, and then? Uh, what if you know, live? That'd be so annoying. Uh, I don't know. I want to. I don't know. I just want to be. I want to be like, uh, like minced somehow before I'm dead. I want to be like, you know, like wow. brutally uh, dismembered and then like, um, yeah, kind of just totally killed. In right, a violent like, way. Like, really killed. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to... Uh, <laughs> thoroughly killed. I want some half-ass murderer <laughs> yeah, coming in here, only hacking me up part way. Yeah, yeah. Don't feed me something that, like, you know, makes me go to sleep and not wake up. Right. Fucking like, cut put, off my fingers. Put me in a blender. That's what I want. <laughs> Drink me, like, a smoothie. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's intense. I'm oh. sure there's some lovely gentleman out there. Yeah, I'll find the right guy. You can find the right guy. When's that yeah. right? <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> And they say, like, you can't find it when you're looking for it, but one day when you're yeah. unsus- unsuspecting. Eddie Avalis yesterday was, I, I ran into him and he was talking to some friend of his, and then he was like, Bob's like a, a gay war veteran strip club DJ. Uh, comedian. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you couldn't leave with that, Eddie. And then he's like, why haven't you, why aren't you dating anyone? You should be dating somebody. I'm like, yeah, I know. I know. Fucking asshole. <laughs> I'm like, I want to. That's all I think about, all I dream of. Thanks. Somebody at the end of the day, somebody to go home to, but it's not. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm just going to fuck you, Eddie. I'm going to leave. Thanks for introducing me to your friend. I don't care. Lovely to meet you. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Man, how's Eddie? Is he still gaining weight? Still a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to hear this. I hope so. We're, it is about time. All right. So we made it through an episode. What do you think? Was it funny? I Parts it was, of it, I think, were pretty good. I think so. All I right. Think there's some stuff in there. It's It'll people, be entertaining and good. Chuckle, chuckle at. 
That's all all I'm trying to do. I hope it was deep, and I hope you learned something. (laughs) I hope you can heal. I hope we can all fucking make our dicks hard. And uh, Oh, I'm sorry, you're a lady. I'm uh, never going to have... I don't know, the same passion for I don't know my 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 own self like oh I was thinking of a yeah I was thinking about like you past a certain age when you're when you're jacking off you're not even like picturing yourself as the attractive person and in the air in the interaction you're not even horny for yourself when you're jack- exactly. that's a sad thing I'm to feel. already there <laughs> man I want someone to write in and like this can't just be an us thing like this happens right this is normal. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks for thanks for being on the Healing Club. Thanks and, for having me. All right. Beth. <laughs> Robert. All right.